0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. If you're just joining me, welcome to the program. I am Maureen McGrath. I'm a registered nurse in the field of sexual health. This is the second hour of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We have lots more subjects to cover Uh, tonight. I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to give you a lot of choices on how to improve your sex life, your intimate life. Hopefully the kids are long asleep by now. Um, school is starting this week, so you got to get them back in the habit of going to bed early. And that's not a bad idea for you as well. Get into bed early and um, spend some time with one another. But I'm going to give you lots of choices for, so you can make your own improve my sex life plan or improve your sex life plan. Uh, so you choose what works for you because not everything works for everybody. So I'm going to be talking also about whips. Uh, not what you think. <laughs> They can be fun, but this is even more fun. (laughs) This is way more fun. Um, Also a campaign out of Ontario to reduce chlamydia and gonorrhea amongst young people. But first I wanted to ask you, Matt, I forgot to ask you this because I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. And um, did you hear about the uh, Salt Lake City, Utah nurse who was... Um, oh, my God, yes. Yes, uh, they, who was arrested for refusing to let officers draw blood from an unconscious crash victim because um, it didn't meet hospital policy. Uh, and, you know, we advocate, we as nurses advocate, a lot of the job is advocating for patients. And the incident happened on July 26 when a crash victim was admitted to the University of Utah Hospital burn unit and the patient was in a coma. The man was not a suspect in the wreck, which apparently um, killed another driver, but uh, the police wanted his blood drawn nonetheless. And so the charge nurse in the burn unit explained the policy of the hospital that there needed to be patient consent or the patient needed to be under arrest, or there needed to be a judge's order. So because the patient was unconscious in a coma, um, obviously the patient could not provide consent. And so the nurse refused to draw blood for this patient, and then it just went from bad to worse there but um, apparently they've apologized. But, you know, it's, it's traumatizing. You know, there's a lot of stress in hospitals today. The acuity in inpatient hospitalization is very high and getting higher. The ages are are also extremely high. There's a lot of ALC patients, alternate level, alternative level of care, patients in the acute care hospital waiting for bed. So there's lots of Uh, system issues and flow issues, patient flow issues, and then to be faced with this as well. And to stand up for the patient really, you know, takes a lot of courage. And I remember one time there was a patient who, I was the hospital supervisor, and there was a patient who refused refused to leave the hospital. So the, the doctor discharged the patient, and the patient refused to leave. And he was 35 years old, and his father was there. And um, so they called me and they said, this patient refuses to leave and, and um, the father's aggressive and the, and the patient is aggressive. So, so I thought it would be best to bring security with me. So I called security and I said, uh, would you, you know, I need to go up to this particular floor. Um, and there's a patient who, who's upset and apparently his father's upset as well. And is upsetting the doctor and the nurses. And, and so I'd like to have one of the security guards accompany me. No problem. So, Three security guards, like six five, all turn up to accompany me upstairs. And I said, "Hey guys, don't you think this is a little overkill?" And they said, in very deadpan straight faces, "We love overkill." I'm like, "Okay." Anyway, went up. I spoke to the patient who was lying in the bed, and I said, um, "You know, you've been discharged, and um, so you know, if you so you know, we'd like you to leave. But if, if you don't leave, the charge is eight hundred and." 75 dollars a night and so you'll receive a bill for each additional night that you stay because then it, then it becomes um, the responsibility of the patient to pay and um, and so they were furious they were f- absolutely furious with me taking my name they were going to sue me they were going to do all this I just remained calm and and just said you know that's the deal and okay see you later and and I left and um, and they did money always speaks <laughs> they actually left um, but the father was, you know, the son had substance abuse issues, and um you know, and the father had enabled this situation, you know obviously um you could see that, and from what he was a repeat offender, meaning a you know um, he was a frequent flyer, as we say, in the hospital so um but you know what, sometimes your safety as a nurse. Is um is at stake, and there have certainly been, and especially now we have the opioid crisis, the fentanyl crisis going on. A lot of nurses are in the front line of of this. They can be exposed to fentanyl because it's uh, it's just a, such a small amount. Um, so you know, it's not. Um, it's, it's a dangerous profession, nursing, you know, certainly um, here on the radio, it's scary. <laughs> I got Matt here to protect me. <laughs> that makes it even more scary. No, I'm just kidding. It's great to have you, of course, Matt, every Sunday night and you do a bang up job every Sunday night. Um, so yeah, I wanted to mention that. And just because of the fact that I'm a nurse and, um, and so that hit home for me. Uh, so if you if you are just joining me now and missed the email from the gentleman who had been in a long-term relationship and his wife doesn't want to have sex and with him any longer and he wants to and he wants to go outside of his marriage to have sex and he wants permission from his wife, <laughs> that was your mistake, <laughs> asking permission. It's so much easier to ask for forgiveness. Didn't anyone ever tell you that? Like men, honestly. <laughs> of course you don't know the female psyche. Um, but anyway... So he asked the if I if his situation applied to my statement that I said it's not really going to help your marriage if you have sex outside of the relationship. There certainly have been a lot of people who have had long-term relationships outside of their marriages. We often say in the field or in the biz, men in sexless marriages cheat to remain in the sexless marriage and women cheat to leave. So that's a generalization, but that that occurs. So now you've you've shown your wife your cards. <laughs> You've uh, you've shown her your hand. I mean, who would do that in a card game, anyway? And so now she knows, and she doesn't agree. I mean, it's rare that women give permission, or or even a man gives permission to have an open relationship. But may I suggest that you speak to your wife and explain how important it is to you. In- intimacy is important, and perhaps try a little get back to the bedroom plan. How's that? So there are lots of things that you can do to get back to the bedroom. Uh, You know, body image is a big issue for women. And I have no idea what this gentleman, Johnny, I think his name was, I have no idea what his wife's issues are. But I know one of the very common issues for women is body image, their own body image. They don't feel good about their Own bodies, and so one way you can write down five things you like about your own body because there can't be everything you hate about it. And also, if you don't like your body, you know what? It's time to do something about it. Stop complaining. Time to do something about it. Uh, it's a have it as a little sexy goal for fall. Um, a University of Texas study found that women with more body esteem had higher levels of sexual desire. Hello. So you, you want to focus on the physical traits that make you feel beautiful or sexy. I was in Scoop recently on Granville, and there was this woman trying on all the all these clothes. And everything she put on, I, I'm assuming it was her husband. It was a guy that was with her anyway, the guy with the credit card. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> the the guy that was with her would say, Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that looks amazing on you, sweetie. Oh, that's gorgeous. I'm like, who is this guy? Like everything. And she bought everything. Um, So you know what it was, she felt good in it. He was affirming that. Um, And, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that. Um, So embarrassment about women's bodies prevents them from wanting sex. But But most men are not nearly as focused on every imperfection as you are. So, get over yourself. If your tummy isn't as flat as it used to be, who cares? Or you know what? Make it flat. Cut out the sugar. Sugar is bad. Sugar is not good for you and it and a lot of people will say they you know that they um eat a healthy diet and you know what? Healthy diet has a million different definitions, but really you need to have a low glycemic index diet. It's the only way to get rid of belly fat. Um, and, you know, it's but the other thing is, if you've gained weight, it might be a turnoff for your partner as well. So, you know, I think it's important to keep your body in good form, to stay in good shape, to ditch the paunch, get rid of it. Um, and, uh, you know, interestingly enough, according to this University of Texas study, only 5% of the men who participated in a survey that was part of this study said body embarrassment lowered their libido. Go figure, huh? I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980. I'm going to come back with a lot of choices for you to get back to the bedroom. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980. CKNW, Maureen McGrath hosting this program for you. Thank you so much for being here with me this evening on this labor of love uh, evening. Uh, hopefully you are laboring in love. <laughs> You're hard at it. Um, I wanted to read an email from last week's show after last week's show as well. Before I give you some uh, a smorgasbord of choices to improve your sex life, dear Maureen, I was listening to last night's show, and then I sat bolt upright when you described me to a T. At the end of your show, you were mentioning people becoming emotionally detached from their spouses and starting to confine. Confide in others, for example, coworkers, and getting sexually involved last year, my wife and I had an unresolved conflict, so to speak, that we just couldn't get over. It affected our sex life and caused us great stress, especially me. I started to lose it, feelings that is, and strayed six months later, to the point of now, I am involved with someone that I work with. I am married to a very nice person, but emotional and sexual feelings are vacant. Is there any hope in reigniting the feelings? Whenever I kiss her, I feel I am faking it. We do not have sex anymore. Do you have any advice or do you know someone somewhere where I can get advice? Is it too late? I feel that it's very hard to leave with all of the societal pressures. The other person, the person that I'm involved with, is now putting pressure on me, of course, to leave my wife. And that is understandable for her sake. I don't know what to do. Please help. Uh, this is a tough situation, um, of course. And the, to answer his questions very simply, his question very simply yes, you can reignite the feeling. Of course, it's going to be difficult to feel anything. Uh, from somebody with whom you have a conflict and and, uh, maybe other issues that are going on day-to-day operations of your lives, for example. But um, when your sexual needs are being met outside of the relationship, when it's exciting, it's covert, it happens in the middle of the day, it may happen first thing in the morning when cortisol levels are are high and testosterone is high as well, and that too can lend itself to the excitement and And so when those needs are being met, there's no need to go back and work on things in your marriage. So unfortunately, the first thing that he has to do, if he wants to give it the old college try with this relationship is with his marriage, is to cut off all communication with the person that he is having the affair with. And that's going to break her heart. But ultimately, she will have respect for him, regardless of how this works out. But at least if he tries and goes back uh, to his wife and takes some of the Suggestions perhaps that I'll that I'm going to give you very shortly, um, to increase the intimacy in the relationship, even if it doesn't work out, at least he had tried. I, I would imagine that the societal pressures he refers to basically means, um, he doesn't have the baubles to leave, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and it's tough, it's not easy to leave uh, a relationship because even you know, I, I was talking to a few women about the incredible amount of emails that I had received after last week's show and the sentiment was the same throughout many of them and I was talking to a group and I and when I said, you know I got so many emails from men who had issues in their relationship and went outside of the relationship and they were wondering should they tell their wife should they should they leave should they this, this? and the reaction from women was unbelievable they were just like that louse yes, of course he should tell his wife and you know thinking, why would he tell his wife? Why would he hurt her? That would be tremendous betrayal, tremendous hurt. Um, You know, is that necessary that he tell his wife? Why would that be the first thing? And then, so when I kind of, you know, when they calm down, um, because this kind of thing gets women all... um, gets their knickers in a knot and of course it could hit you know their own relationships perhaps that it happened but they said he's betraying them but you know it's actually the issue in the relationship and an extramarital affair is often um, just the result of unresolved conflict in a relationship or stress in a relationship or something or sexless marriage or or something like that. So there are issues. um, You know, why not? He wants to give it a try. Uh, Why not give him some tools to be able to give it a try? Everybody's sex life could use a boost. We are so busy today. Uh, You know, everybody could, who is interested in having sex, can deepen sexual self-awareness or just have more fun. Uh, So you want to jumpstart your sexual life or, you know, get back to it. What I would suggest for this gentleman is to book some quality time with the partner. Get back with his wife. Just, you know, find 10 or 15 minutes to talk about things, um, just to start at it again. Of course, that's after terminating everything with the woman that he's having the extramarital affair with. That's going to be hard. She's going to be hurt. You're going to be hurt. It's going to be difficult for you. But you want to write down perhaps some things that you love about your wife. Uh, Also, take some time to linger in bed with your wife in the morning instead of leaping out when the clock goes off. Be very mindful of what is going on in your relationship. You know what, not just to try to kiss this particular person. After you've ended the, um, the affair with the person outside the marriage, you want to start to have long kisses with your wife. Um, so chances are he's probably just giving her a quick peck here and there, feeling nothing, of course, because he knows he's going to be going somewhere to get it elsewhere may want to start with yoga, mindfulness, um, being in the moment with his wife, um, actually talking to his wife, saying, I would really like to start getting back to a sexual relationship, an intimate relationship. Maybe they're tired. Maybe they're exhausted. Maybe that's what led them not to resolve the conflict. Morning sex is um, is very good for people, um, and very few women have sex in the morning, and they're too tired at night to have it. In fact, according to a research study out of UCLA, only 23% of women who took part in that survey said they usually have sex in the morning. So make your bedroom an oasis, perhaps change things up like that. Heat up the nightly talk. Um, you know, just value. Th- look at your wife in a way um, of you know, what is it that you appreciate about her? What is it that you love? Start sending sexy texts or sexy emails to her. Make time for exercise. Date night is important. There are lots of things this gentleman can do to get his sex life with his wife back on track. At least give it a try and know he gave it the old college try. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you. We are in the final strokes. Hopefully you're not in the final strokes of your relationship. (laughs) Um, I did want to say something else, but of course I'm having a blonde moment and I can't remember what it was. But uh, thanks for listening to the program. Oh, I was going to say, I know what it was if you want to give me a call. The number to call is 604-280-9898 or star 9898. On your cell, if you want to call from far away, you can also call 1-877-380-9898. Is that it? 389-9898. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions at all, so we're going to clarify um, what whips are. You might think of them as one thing in particular, something that you might use in the bedroom, but no, no, no more. There's a whole new... uh, there's a whole new definition for MILF. I mean for whip. Sorry. No more MILF. You know what MILF is. You know what MILF is, Matt. We can't say it on the air. Mother, I'd like to any anyway. stuff with. Yeah, exactly. Do go shopping with or, you know, go to the movies. spend money on. Yeah. Exactly. And then the cougar. The cougar is uh, fairly derogatory. It's kind of it's it's as though men are prey, um, for cougars. And um but now there is whip and these are women who are hot, intelligent, and in their prime and there's a lot of other um this actually this acronym was coined by a british journalist um a fifty one year old she said that it felt um uh, her name is Lynch. Anyway, I can't. that's her last name. Bibi, Bibi Lynch, of course. Bibi. Bibi Lynch. That was right. Um, and she just felt that Whip felt funnier, smarter, and sexier than Cougar and MILF. What do you think?
1: Yeah, 100%. Whip. I mean, look what you call a guy. He's either a silver fox or... That's he's, true, or
0: he's debonair, or he's dashing, or he's... A
1: sugar daddy.
0: Distinguished, that's yeah. the word I'm looking for, yeah, yeah. Or, or a sugar daddy. Or it's yeah. okay
1: for a guy to have a dad bod, but there's no female equivalent. It's actually
0: that. not okay for a guy to have a dad I bod, Matt.
1: Have, I've <laughs> got lots of girlfriends that are surprisingly, say, they're attracted to guys that aren't just all bulked up. and. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, they don't need the bulk up, but the, t- the classic dad bod. Don't promote that, just like... Um, all the dad bods have just gone to bed <laughs> It's okay if you have a dad bod We don't blame you You know, life is tough Okay, go feel sorry for yourself But whips I think whips Women, wise uh, You know, so there's, there's other uh, ways to describe uh, women So they're wise They're um, hip and happening and hot Intelligent, intellectual uh, intense, perhaps, um, and maybe they're in their prime or they're popular, pretty smoking hot, or they're pretty. Yeah. You know, I mean, there can be uh, many different ways to that a uh, whip. And so, of course, um, this, you know, we, there are some whips out there: Madonna, Mariah Carey. Um, but one of the most popular one is the wife of President Emmanuel Macron of, of France. Uh, she is sixty-four, and he is thirty-nine. And uh, no longer do we look uh, askance at that. Uh, so, um, and they, she is self-confident. And, um, you know, she's strikingly stunning, intelligent. And, and so this also opens up, I think, for a lot of people who are like, how do I meet somebody? How can I possibly meet someone? Um, you know, they think they, they have these tick boxes and this criteria. And so this is just, the world is your oyster. Just go out there and whomever you are attracted to, you know, that could be the person that uh, you end up with. And age doesn't matter. Socioeconomic status doesn't matter. You know, there's a lot of good girls around who are told to marry a certain type of person from a certain socioeconomic background. But then they meet the, you know, the... uh, the guy who takes down the tree in the backyard, he doesn't have a dad bod, that's for darn sure, and uh, and ends up uh, in the sack with uh, with that person. You never know. And, you know, because they've always been good, and, and maybe they wanted to uh, find out if they were sexually normal or sexually explore, or it's just like, hey, that's actually the kind of person that I have been attracted to. So um, that's, uh, I think whips are, you know, it's a much more positive light to... Uh, to look at uh, relationships where there um, is an age gap between the men and the women, especially where the woman is the older one, and you know, older women have more sexual self-esteem, more sexual confidence. They know what they want. They um, Or it can be very comfortable, especially if they're high-powered and uh, intellectual, and and, you know they want you to perhaps take charge in the bedroom and uh, you know get a break from uh, CEOing all day. Um, So consider it. Anyway, here's something else. I want to talk a little bit about sexually transmitted infections, and this particular article struck struck me. Uh, We talked about facial hair. And, of course, it was a bit of a sensational title. Can you get an STI from your guy's facial hair? Find out what is actually lurking uh, under that beard. You didn't see that, um, Matt? No, but I'm going to shave as soon as I get home. (laughs) (laughs) I know a few. (laughs) A lot of guys um, are sporting beards these days and and thick mustaches and full-on facial hair. And, you know, it's become a bit of a trend For guys And you know what Some guys look good in it And some guys honestly Just don't Right Um, And I mean I think a one or two day Or you know A light beard is okay But uh, this isn't to Totally scare you away You don't want to You know You don't want to be like Your criteria Single Solvent And without facial hair (laughs) You don't want to do that Um, But If you're not Hygienic Guys With your facial hair You know It can harbor germs and things also it can harbor or hide things like herpes like you could ha- actually have a bit of a a herpes lesion on your lip and not see it because it could be covered by by the facial hair and so that's why if you're with a guy you want to, that has a beard whether you're a man or a woman if you're in same sex or whatever um you want to check out what uh, is going on beneath that. Make sure that they take care of that because they can hide fungal infections or even a staph infection, which can be quite dangerous. And so if you end up in contact with one of these germs or bugs, you you may have some skin issues of your own. So, guys, you've got to groom your mustache and beard properly because they can become breeding grounds for germs, and uh, it may impact things going on in the bedroom and going on down there in particular Um, because the wiry hairs trap sweat bodily fluids they can even trap bits of food so you want to make sure you shower and wash your beard in the morning especially and then after every meal you got to check this so this is serious Matt you're looking a little shocked don't get the razor out now Matt oh my god (laughs) you don't have to do it right now (laughs) exactly put that away Um, so, you know, you can inadvertently, um, pass something on to somebody else. And that'll really, I mean, that'll really, um, you know, that'll really put a damper on your sex life. But you could actually get, um, facial warts even, um, because those can be hiding underneath this hipster facial hair as well. Impetigo is something else. Um, So, you know, you meet a guy and you're going to hit the sack with them. You might as well just do a little investigation (laughs) of the furry stuff. Um, But, you know, you don't have to force them to shave it all off, but just take some smart steps to lower your infection odds. Encourage that grooming. Apparently, guys aren't that uh, neat about, you know, the hygiene isn't as... Isn't that great apparently? But wash it as I said with soap in the shower at least once a day. Inspect it regularly after every time you eat. Make sure there's no food trapped in there. Anyway, this is really turn anybody off. But um so, you know, ladies, give it a quick once over to make sure the skin around it or under it is perfectly healthy. There's no redness, no bumps, no blisters. So, um, you know, I mean if if you gotta clean it yourself, you you might as well just do that. Everybody to each his own. <laughs> Take care of your of yourself. Um, so sexually transmitted infections are, you know, this is an important subject we need to talk about, especially with our young folks. Every age, it doesn't matter. You can get a sexually transmitted infection at any age. But teens and young adults continue to frequently test positive for two of the STIs, uh, chlamydia and gonorrhea. And that... Uh, People between the ages of 15 and 29 make up 77% of those who test positive for these two STIs, gonorrhea or chlamydia, according to data recently released by the Ottawa Public Health. And this number has not decreased in five years. And this is data from 2016. So the health organizations across the country are looking for creative ways to offer education and prevention strategies. And so they are sending out condoms to... Uh, put them in the hands of youth. So parents do not take the condoms away from your children. Um, but they wanted to get uh, the condoms into the hands of youth. So they have a sex, It smart campaign and they have been sending out uh patch. You know, uh, they're planning to send out condoms, but they've been looking for new designs and they've got this whole campaign going on. So um, it, The packages of the condoms contain some slogans like Get Tested, Why Not A, How Canadian Is That, Don't Spread More Than Love, a hockey-themed design that reads gear up for fun, and Protect Your, and then there's a a picture of a comfortable-looking rooster. So, um so they're fairly popular and they're available for kids and just getting the message out any way you can educate people about sex. Otherwise, you end up becoming a sex expert like me and educating people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here. We are bringing up the rear here now. This is a, it's coming to the end. But uh, I wanted to talk about libido, male libido. You think it never li- goes down. I <laughs> think it never lowers, but it does. Yesterday was the Triple Crown. Have you heard of that on the North Shore? Bike, no. It's cycling. It, okay. it go, they go from uh, Seymour to Grouse to Cyprus. It takes about nine hours to ride from one on mountain bikes, obviously. Cool. To ride from one... Uh, End of the North Shore Well, almost to the other end of the North Shore But, um, so this is endurance exercise And so, pretty cool, huh? That sounds great, I love riding my bike Yeah, so, um, but it might not be good for male libido uh, exercises, exercising like that, and running. So this endurance, what we call endurance exercise. Uh, so if men who regularly engage in unusually intense or long workouts find they're losing interest in sex, they might want to consider just how much they exercise. Um, and so the intensity, according to uh, the intensity of your exercising And the amount of time you spend exercise might negatively affect your libido. So just something to think about, guys. There was a research study done uh, recently that surveyed 1,077 men about their general health, exercise habits, and sex drive. They found that men who participated in an extraordinarily intense exercise and worked out for an unusually long period of time had lower libidos than men who exercised more moderately. So in the article, which was... um, on the study, which was published in Reuters Health, reported that of the men with the lowest libidos, about 47% exercised more than 10 times a week and 65% spent more than 10 hours a week working out. And running was the most popular form of exercises among all the men. A lot of runners get incredibly thin um, uh, as a result. And so that may uh, impact their testosterone levels or um, also um, testosterone levels can be another reason for your low libido or, of course, relationship problems. So it doesn't mean to stop exercising and, um, you know, just take a look. It's no, it's not an excuse for not exercising either. Get up off the couch. Um, so it's important that you do exercise because generally exercise is good for sexual health because it helps with blood flow, weight management, depression, and self-esteem. And uh, also, men who exercise regularly are far less likely to develop erectile dysfunction. So this is uh, just something to consider if you are obsessed with exercise, you know, uh, spending most of your time exercising, you're incredibly thin as a result of exercising, not just genetics, uh, you might want to look at that. So I just thought that was a little bit interesting, given the fact that we did have the triple crown yesterday uh on the north shore and and that you know guys would a lot of mostly guys who were in that um race you know i did it in like three hours but the guys did it in like nine hours <laughs> anyway because <laughs> i'm in just such amazing shape <laughs> no and they were like you know i was waiting for hours for them but uh no but you've got to really train for that um uh for an event like that, of course, you know you can't just although you've been riding your bike matt lately it's almost been a month now of coming to work on my bike yeah, so, and yeah. how long is that bike ride it's It's
1: actually maybe fifteen twenty minutes it's, each way uh yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so... It's much
1: shorter to ride my bike than transit here.
0: So you're looking at 30, and we've got the bike lanes, of course. Yep. Uh You're looking at 30 to 40 minutes of exercise a day. And, and what impact has that has, had on your health, would you oh, say? Oh,
1: massive amounts of energy. Really? And um, positive, uh, like more uh, general positive feeling, outlook as well. It's one of the reasons I started riding as well, because I had a bit of a blue time. and Really? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't exercising at all. I come to work. I sit in a chair all day. I go right. home. I sit in the couch.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So it's helped with your mood, which is I, I think you're you've got a pretty darn good mood, um, you know, generally. So, but you're saying you're more focused and oh yeah, and, definitely, and a better mood. Excellent. That's excellent. So there we have uh, well, there we have it. Um, exercise to help with your mood because that can certainly help with your relationship and and your sex life. And um, so you know what, a little back to the bedroom advice for you. Things that can help you feel better with your spouse. Have sex in the morning. Nothing wrong with that. Have a massage. Skin on skin contact stimulates the sex hormone oxytocin. The more oxytocin released, the more desire a woman will feel. And so give her a full hour long massage. Uh, It may sound like a big indulgence, but it will be worth your investment change it up avoid intercourse tonight and instead focus only for example on oral sex for both men and women receiving oral sex is the most highly pleasurable sexual experience it ranks higher than intercourse according to recent research that I have been reviewing 65% of women and seventy-five, seventy-nine 79% of men love it Uh, giving oral sex scores very well also for men 71 percent enjoy it and not as many women 41 percent but you know what that's that's not that bad Um, so reevaluate and reflect jump just say you know what's been going on how do you uh, you know make a commitment think about what your sex life has been how do you want to make it better you know it takes two to tango Talk to your partner about sex. You know, do a little post-sex play-by-play if you like. We're coming up to sports season here, <laughs> so that just came out of nowhere. Um, but anyway, you know, describe what works and what doesn't work for you. And there are certain things that you can say to your partners that, you know, because some people are uncomfortable talking about um sex with their partner. So you want to tell your partner what feels good for you. Just say things like, I like it when. That feels good. Can you do it like this? Move it down a little bit. I don't like it when. That's not really working for me. I like this better. It's important that you talk to each other during sex and after sex so that you can have much better sex in the future. And that means tomorrow morning. Have a quickie in the morning. There are so many benefits of AM sex. It doesn't have to take a long time. And it's okay. Um, you know, even if you have bad breath or whatever, don't worry about it. Pop a little mint. Leave the, leave some of those next to your sex toys in your uh, night table. Um, and, you know, just just think up some ideas. Play some games. There's a dice game that you can um engage in take lo- take time for long kisses actually if you have date night which is really important to keep the keep your marriage or your relationship solid have date night but just have a makeout session before you go out on that date night uh, engage in sensual touching sessions together play with each other massage rub uh, use your hands or props like feathers or vibrators or whips, but we have a new definition for whips now. So um, make sure you and your partner get equal touch time. Um, so, you know, massage one another. Some men are uncomfortable. They feel like it's too feminine, but forget about that. Anyway, we are... Uh, we are just about out of time, but hopefully you'll have some sexual energy for this week. Uh, remember, go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Matt, thanks so much for helping me out tonight on the always program. Always a pleasure. Well, you're always the best uh, little board op there. And uh, thanks for all your calls and your emails and for listening as well. You can follow me on Twitter at back the number 2 thebedroom uh, Remember, we've got fall. You know, it's all, it can be a, a time for a, a new life, new love, new... Uh, injection of sexual pleasure into your relationship. Uh, So if you can, uh, bottle up your sexual energy and have a great and loving week. I am Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.